And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. You see this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Visit DirecTV.com. Claim based on total games offered on national and regional sports networks with choice package or higher. Availability of RSNs varies by zip code and package. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of the Game Notes Podcast, your Utah Jazz podcast on the Athletic Podcast Network. I'm Dave DeFore, you know that voice. You know that other voice too, which you haven't heard yet. Mr. Tony Jones, Mr. Tony Jones. It's the Tony. sultry tones of Tony Jones. The sultry. Are they sultry? sultry? No. No. They're not sultry. But, I mean, there's definitely a lot of bombast coming out of there. Bombast. Uh, look, I have no idea. <laughs> bombast, boombast, one of those bass, right? Yeah. Uh, it, okay, you're a little shaggy right now. Um, We got to talk <laughs> right off the top about this steak dinner because... I pulled off the impossible and made up a, a game last week. So we're actually tied for the season going into the last week of basketball. And actually not even the last week. It's just the last two games. So we're both 44 and 22. We did pretty well. And the last two games are against the Oklahoma City Thunder and the Sacramento Kings. Neither of us are picking against the Utah Jazz in any of those games. So we are calling this a tie. And as such, for the regular season, right, we are are attempting to come up with an adequate tiebreaker to break this tie. And so we're actually going (laughs) to... Go ahead. We have to do this. We have to do this because my ego cannot take being tied with you. I have to be better than you. (laughs) Well, you know, nobody likes a tie. Ties are un-American, right? And and, And we are not flipping a coin. Yeah, this is not the Premier League, and this is not the NBA draft. So we're not flipping a coin, and we're not having a tie. So what we want you guys to do is to hit us up and let us know what you think we ought to do for a tiebreaker. We're looking for realistic ideas. It could be maybe I have to buy Madden and beat Tony really, really badly in Madden. I don't know. Maybe yeah. I need to. Maybe maybe NBA 2K. Maybe we need 2K Sports to send me and Tony copies of 2K. And we can play 2K against each other and, and determine the winner that way. I'm not sure, but we want to hear your ideas because we don't have any good ones, obviously. So hit us up with those. Uh, definitely hit Tony up in his mentions all night long with those ideas because, you know, he loves that. Now, Tony, Utah has lost, as we record this, two games in a row. And the sky is falling. Like, we're all very worried now about the Utah Jazz, aren't we? They might as well not even show up for the playoffs at this rate. I mean, listen, can they swap spots with a play-in team? Because that's you know that's where they belong, right? That's that, that's what they look like right now. Now, to add some context to this, a lot of Utah Jazz fans are freaking out because they lost to the Warriors and they lost to the Suns. Um, they're missing two of their three best players. I think it's safe to say that Conley and, and Donovan out- Mitchell. It turns out basketball can be hard against playoff teams that are 
playing desperately when you have 42 points missing from your lineup. Yeah, it's hard. I mean, and you would think that the way that people are acting, that this team really is backing into the playoffs, backing into this number one seed. Five and two in their last seven. That's without Donovan Mitchell and without Mike Conley. And what are their O and D? What are their O and D ratings, by the way? Yeah, so they've got a seven point two net rating. That that's good for seventh in the league over the last seven games. But they're top ten. They're number eight in offense, and they're number nine in defense. And there's been a couple of blowouts in there, by the way, or at least the one, the the Portland one was kind of a blowout. Well, no, that's, well, the Sacramento one was a blowout. Sacramento was a blowout. Yeah. Yes. Um, so, so you know, this is not a team that I'm worried about. I, I think that the talent is still there. They're just missing their two best guys. Now, am I worried about Donovan Mitchell? Absolutely. I think it's not great that he wasn't able to get back out on the court this week. You have any any news there? Is he going to try to play it all this weekend? Do you know? No, he's out for the rest of the season. Okay, Reg- rest of the regular season. And and that's so, listen, that's another week of rest because the, you know we don't have the play in games until. Tuesday, and I think the regular playoffs don't start until well, here, here's two days the thing. after that. Here's the thing. Donovan Mitchell's been, and Mike Conley have both been ruled out. Okay. I mean, well, Donovan Mitchell's been officially ruled out. Mike Conley's probably not going to play for the rest of the regular season. Okay. Both of those guys are going through uh, pregame warmups, and they're going at full speed. Both of them. Have you so, had a chance to get a look at uh, Donovan in pregame warmups? I, mean, I know I'm putting yeah, you on they, the spot. They, they look fine. I mean, okay. through video. And of course, so, relatively fine during warmups doesn't mean anything for an NBA game. So I don't think you can right. take away a ton, but you don't see anybody I mean, out if, there in if, a walking boot. If you're if you're on a sprained ankle and you are changing direction, you're crossing over, you're rising up for your jump shot, you're going through warmups basically like you're play, you're about to play in a game. I mean, you can it's this is this is a caution thing. This is not, oh my God, is Donovan Mitchell going to be uh, ready for the playoffs? He's going to be ready for the playoffs. He's going to be ready for game one. Same thing with Mike Conley. Uh, they're they're going to be fine. Now the, the question is, are they going to have their rhythm? Now that that's the right. question because you can't simulate the rhythm of an NBA game, and when you haven't played in a month, that's the thing. So from that standpoint, it's definitely fair to question, but. From the standpoint of whether they're going to be there and healthy, uh, I'm I'm 99% sure that they're going to be healthy and they'll be fine they'll be, and they'll be there. This episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra, the official beer sponsor of the NBA. Want to get closer to the game than ever before? Michelob Ultra Courtside is giving fans the chance to win exclusive NBA prizes and experiences like official gear, courtside seats to an NBA game, and more. Head over to MichelobUltra.com slash courtside to learn more. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day, or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Is there anything that stands out from you in the last, you know, seven to ten games that that seems like a real concern? Because you have to take in, again, the context of missing Conley and, and Mitchell aside, 
are there are are there other pieces of the team that that maybe you're a little bit less certain of than you were, let's say, a month and a half ago? No, because everything that's that their issue, everything that's their issue right now is relating to missing Conley and Mitchell. Like their inability right now to handle a switching defense that goes away when Conley and Mitchell come back because you could just give those guys the ball and they isolate. Then you have three, three or four guys that can isolate. And then all of a sudden you're not isolating Boyan Bogdanovich against Robert Covington, who is Portland's best defender. You're isolating him against, you know, CJ McCollum or Damian Lillard because, you know, Donovan Mitchell and, and, and Mike Conley are also on the floor. So you see what the trickle trickle down effect is. The one question that I would have is, are you wearing out the role players uh, a little bit with the added usage? But I almost don't even question that either because the Jazz have a week off between games. So, I mean, you know, those guys are going to get, you know, a lot of rest. They're going to get a lot of treatment. Uh, They're going to get shots up. They're going to get practice reps in. And, you know, their legs are going to be – their legs are going to be rested. So, I mean, it's almost like Jazz are going to, you know, undergo like another all-star break. And when, if it, let's assume they're the number one seed, if they're the number one seed, uh, the team that they are going to be playing against in game one, whomever it is, will have played twice that week on one day rest each time. So, I mean, I, there's just not much uh, that I'm worried about with the Jazz in terms of, in the context of it, it's just a long-term concern because, you know, I just think that everything uh, that's a concern currently is, is a concern because they don't, they're not whole. I will say this. There's been one side benefit that is not being talked about enough, and that's that Boyan has gotten going in their absence. I mean, this is one of the things I thought they missed last year in that series against Denver. They didn't have that guy who – when Donovan was taken away, you could you could hit his release valve. I mean, Joe Ingles is playing better, but Boyan is the big thing to me because I don't think he's been right. this good all season, and now he's playing his best basketball. And I, I don't think that the two are separated. I think him getting the ball in his hands more led to him playing better, and this is the perfect time for that because now you've got another guy who can run bench units. You know, you're going to be able to get Donovan the rest that he needs, especially coming back from that ankle. You're going to be able to get Mike Conley off the court. This has been a huge development for them in the last few weeks. I agree. I agree. Um, now, the question is, can he do it with less reps? Can he do it with less usage? You know, when Mike comes, when Mike and Donovan come back, come back, you know, they're going to be less shots for him. Um, but if he can be that efficient, uh, if he can maintain the same efficiency uh, and, and maintain the same kind of production, um, with less usage than the Jazz, to me, they become really, really dangerous um, because that was what was missing in the bubble. You know, that, that, third, that third or fourth guy, especially because, you know, Denver was able to commit Gary Harris to, to, to Jordan Clarkson, and that took away Jordan Clarkson a lot in games six and seven. Uh, and then they, they committed him to Donovan Mitchell, and, Donovan, and, and he gave Donovan some issues uh, down a stretch in game seven. So, you know, I, I just think that the Jazz want to be whole and they want to be healthy uh, and, you know, and they want to they want to get enough. They want to get a week of rest and preparation and practice uh, under, underneath the, their legs. So, you know, I, I'm just not 
I'm just not wholly worried about what, what's going on right now. Um, you know, if you want to be worried about, you know, whether the Jazz are going to get the number one seed or not, fine. That's probably fair because you still got to win two games in all likelihood. Um, but, you know, other than that, you know, worrying about, you know, whether they're going to be fine for the playoffs, I wouldn't worry about that at all. If you're as obsessed with basketball as I am, then you know there's no better time of year than the NBA playoffs. Hey guys, this is JJ Reddick. Twice a week, I'm cooking up something special for basketball junkies on my podcast, The Old Man and the Three. I bring on guests in all stages of their careers to talk about the league and share stories you won't hear anywhere else, like Devin Booker on why he talks so much trash or Paulo Bencaro on his shooting workouts with Kevin Durant, Ray Allen's epic free throw competitions with LeBron when they were teammates in Miami. But it's not just about the player interviews. Every Monday, I break down the top three things happening around the NBA without the outlandish takes. Often joined by masterminds of the game like Tim Legler, we dive deep into topics like rookie reports, trade breakdowns, and why is mean mugging now a tech? The Old Man of the Three is the only companion podcast you'll need during the playoffs this year. Be sure to listen to The Old Man of the Three ad-free on Wondery Plus or wherever you get your podcasts. Are you worried at all about who they're going to play? No, not really, because A, there aren't any, you know, obviously the the boogeyman is the Lakers, right? That's it. You know, and if, you know, listen, this Utah Jazz team – their goal is not to get out of the first round of the playoffs. Their goal is not to get out of the second round of the playoffs. Their goal is to win a championship. So if you're going to win a championship, that means you need to be the best team when it counts. So if you play the Lakers, well, oh, well, you play the Lakers. You got you to gotta beat somebody at some point. So, I mean, I, you know, I, I'm, just, I'm just not worried about that either. Like, you know, you just you got to play who you play. You know, if your goal is to get out of the first round of the playoffs – then, yeah, worry about playing the Lakers because, you know, that's obviously a toss-up series at best for the Jazz. Uh, if but, they're healthy. You know, I think, but if it, the Lakers are diminished, I, I think Utah has the talent and, and it'd be fine. I mean, the matchup isn't great for them because I think the, the guard defenders for the Lakers have really given the Jazz a lot of trouble. Um, but I, I just think the talent in the playoff series would, would ultimately win out if if Anthony Davis and LeBron aren't, you know, 100%. And maybe they don't have to be 100% because they are so talented, but I think they got to be pretty close because the Jazz are a damn good team. Here's what I would say from from the Lakers' perspective. I would greatly prefer Phoenix over the Jazz because I think the Jazz can, can extend the Lakers in ways that Phoenix can't uh, on both ends of the floor. So... I mean, if you're the Lakers and the Jazz at the eight seed, I want the seven seed. Not that they can't beat the Jazz because obviously they can, and they would be favored to beat the Jazz. If, but you know, the Lakers want to win a championship too, and you know, I I don't think they want to go seven in the first round with the Jazz team. That a you got to beat them in elevation in Salt Lake City, uh, and they're going to be rested. And you're gonna have you you will have played twice if you're the eight seed, uh, as to as opposed to have played once, get the seven seed, and you get the get a Phoenix team where you don't have to beat them at elevation, uh, where they don't have the size or the rim protection to deal with you on either side of the floor. That's yeah, what I, I would say. That's I mean I don't know I I think that 
if you're the Lakers, you definitely want to play the the less talented team, which would be Phoenix. I don't I don't know that the Lakers the Lakers don't want to play any of those teams. I, I think the Lakers, if they had their druthers, they would have been playing the Nuggets, right? Like they'd be the five seed at worst, right. and they would be going into the Nuggets. All of those teams, I mean, Utah, Phoenix, and the Clippers are going to be tough. But on the other hand, if you're Utah and you catch Golden State or you catch the Lakers, it's like a six or seven game series. And right. in the first round for, you know, for eventual champions, that's not how it usually goes. And, and I mean, there's just no getting around it. It doesn't mean that you it is going to preclude them from winning a title, but it's definitely going to make it harder. And in particular, looking at Conley and Donovan Mitchell coming back from injury, worrying that maybe the first two games, they're just trying to get their legs under them almost. I don't know, man. I I, I, I get nervous about it. So who's, guard, who's guarding thing. who's guarding LeBron? Is that going to be Boyan or is that Joe Ingles or? It'll be Boyan. Yeah. And then you put Roy, you put Royce on Anthony Davis, and then you put um, Andre Drummond. Uh, you put Rudy on Andre Drummond. Um, now the problem with the Lakers is. If you play Andre Drummond, the more you play Andre Drummond, the more you have to play drop big. And the more you have to play drop big, um, the Jazz will just eat drop big alive. It doesn't matter who's on the floor. So if if you're the Lakers, then you're in a series with the Jazz. How much can you play Andre Drummond or Montrez Harrell or Marcus Gasol against the Jazz? I think Gasol is the most playable guy, um, even though you know he can't guard on the perimeter. I do think that what he brings offensively is going to be important, especially against Utah. Yes, and, agree. And you know he can uh, he can operate at the wing, he can operate in the high post, he can operate at the top of the key, and and bringing Rudy up is going to be big for them. So I, I would right. actually expect to see a lot of Marcus all in that in that matchup. Um, but you're right defensively, and, and this is where Anthony Davis being at full strength is a game changer for them because that's the move. The move is Anthony Davis playing center. And now all of a sudden, Utah has, to scramble. Utah has to scramble their pieces and make changes. It still doesn't take Rudy Gobert off the court, but the the calculation and, and the you know the trigonometry of the court is different because of right. Anthony Davis. Now, I don't think Anthony Davis is going to be shooting like peak Kevin Durant in this year's playoffs like he did in the bubble. I think that was an aberration. So unless he's going to shoot like 60% from mid-range and 40% from three, it's not nearly as dangerous as it was last year. He's still pretty dangerous, but I don't think it's going to be the same. I think we can all agree there, right? Like he's not going to be that hot again. And now two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite free. You see this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Visit DirecTV.com. Claim based on total games offered on national and regional sports networks with choice package or higher. Availability of RSNs varies by zip code and package. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. How would you see a Jazz Warriors series? Because uh, it's another unique I mean, matchup you, for them, right? Like, I mean, the, the Warriors are good at the stuff that that can beat the Jazz. But well, I if you look at them, if you, if you look at NBA Twitter, the Warriors should be favored in that in that matchup. Well, that's just because everyone listens to me when I say that Steph Curry is just you know a cheat code. 
right? They, they hear me say that and they're like, oh yeah, man, we should put money on the Warriors. Now, so would dumb. you, would you, would, would you favor the Warriors over the Jazz in the series? Hell no. Hell no. No way. No, no. I'd struggle with the Lakers, honestly, because I haven't seen those guys back and healthy. Right. But I'm also, I'm going to struggle with Utah until I see Donovan Mitchell and Mike Conley healthy. Cause I think that all that context is going to matter. Like the, the margins of difference in the teams this year is very slim. There is no perfect team. There is no runaway favorite. Everyone's got issues, whether it's injury related or just, you know, not playing up to expectations. I mean, there's so much stuff going on with every single team. It's going to be really hard to handicap any of these series. Any playoff series is going to be hard. I even think the play-in game is going to be tough because if LeBron doesn't play between now and the play-in, it means we would we really wouldn't have seen him well, here, here's the forever. Thing. So, like, what is he going to look like? In a one-game, 48-minute matchup, do you doubt that the Warriors can beat the Lakers? I, like I don't. I think the Warriors can win. They, I think the Warriors can win. I do. I so 100% do think that the Warriors can beat the Lakers in a one-game matchup. Yeah. I don't think Memphis can 100%. beat. 100%. If the Lakers are – and that's healthy, by the way. I think the Warriors can beat a healthy Lakers team. They they have that much of a, a puncher's chance. I don't think the Grizzlies or the Spurs have a shot at all of beating this, the Lakers. I think they either team could potentially beat the Warriors because the Warriors have – been inconsistent this season. Well, mostly when Steph Curry's not out there. But I, I, I'm i with you. I think that the Warriors can definitely beat the Lakers. And that's why I, I think so much about the Lakers in that potential 8-1 matchup. That's a hell of a reward for having an amazing season, isn't it? It, it is just... I mean, but... I mean, I, I just don't know that I've seen... Like, I've, I've been... Cover, I've been... Well... I've been covering the NBA for six years. I've been watching basketball all my life. Um, you know, so that's 30 years. I don't ever, I don't think I've ever seen a Western conference with collectively eight great teams. Like legitimately, these are eight really, really good teams. I don't know if I'd go that far because the Warriors are not I, really good. They have Steph Curry. I Steph Curry and the way and the their the weak the unique way they play is making them good at this point. Well, I mean Draymond playing center almost exclusively is the big yes. thing for them, right? Like him playing so much center. Andrew Wiggins has been great. Like their last 30 games, he's averaging over 20 points a game. And I'm just gonna try to pull this off the top of my head. I think he's shooting like 48, 38, 75 or something like that. I mean, really, really solid shooting numbers for him. They're a better team than than their record, I, I would say. But right. they also just don't have much talent. So if you find a way to to limit or take away Steph Curry, it's over. And I think that with good teams in the playoffs, Utah, Phoenix, the Lakers, if healthy, I don't think that the Warriors are that touch, tough of a matchup over the course of a seven-game series. Individual games, certainly. And that's why... I think that if the Warriors did play the Jazz, I'd be worried about a six or maybe seven game series because Steph Curry can just score 50 in three quarters if you need him to. You know, and, well, and when you if, have a guy if, like that, it gets tough. If you get the Warriors and the Jazz in the series, I would pick the Jazz in six. 
And I think it would be a close, I think it would be a relatively close six. Like, I think it would be one of those, you know, this series is tied 2-2. You know, maybe the Jazz break through on the road in game six. It could possibly, very, very possibly go seven. Just because I give that much respect to Steph Curry and Draymond Green. Um, but to beat the Jazz, it's got to be more than those guys. Like, Andrew Wiggins is going to have to go nuts in, like, two or three games. Jordan Poole is going to have to go nuts in, like, two or three games. Had One 20 of off Kelly the bench Uber, the other night. Right. But he's going to have to do it in a playoff setting. He's going to have to do yeah. it more than once. And, you know, Kelly Oubre and Kent Bazemore, they're going to have to have games like they had against the Jazz where they can't miss from three-point range. Um, um, especially Bazemore, you know, because he had 19 and hit, like, four or five threes against the Jazz on Monday. Like, a lot of stuff is going to have to go right. Like, you know, and then but the, the, the two biggest things that, you know, are the difference is, number one, in the regular season, the Warriors have been seeing 30 minutes of Rudy Gobert. And in the playoffs, they're going to see 42 minutes of Rudy Gobert. Like, that's, Rudy's not playing 31 minutes against the Warriors in the playoffs. He's going to play 42 minutes. And Trent that's Forrest isn't change. out there for 20 minutes. Trent Forrest won't be out there for 20 minutes in the playoffs. Yeah. Like it's just going to change. A bu- There's a bunch of things that are, that are going to change. Like, and you know, if, if it's the one eight, you know, you're going in at a rest disadvantage because you will have already played twice, you know? And so, I mean, it's just, it's just going to be, there, there are going to be some stark differences uh, between those two, those two in the, in, in the playoffs, as opposed to the regular season. Well, by the time we record next week, we'll have an idea. We'll know who Utah is going to play. We'll be able to handicap the series. Again, guys, hit us up with those tiebreaker ideas on Twitter uh, so we can figure this out. And we'll, we'll have a tiebreaker set up for next week. Uh, Tony, this is going to be one of the more exciting few days of basketball, I think. I mean, the play-in overwhelming success has added so much drama to a time in the season where we mostly don't care, including us that – cover the league for a living like we're mostly looking ahead to the playoffs and certainly we're looking ahead to the play in now but we got to watch every single game because all of these games have implications the rest of the way it's it's been awesome i don't know how you feel about it tony but i, I love it i am with you so i'm telling you i am all in on the play in like forever for the rest of for the rest of time well that's Just a good thing because it's not going I, anywhere I, I oh no it's not going anywhere i I've I've actually you know spoken to you know people in the NBA, uh, you know that are close to the office that have said yeah <laughs> yeah Tony that it ain't going nowhere. <laughs> me, so, all right, well that's gonna do it for this week, folks. For Tony Jones, I'm Dave Defour, and this has been the Game Notes Podcast. As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10. Place your first bet on any game and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. 
See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager.